that's better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast presented by locked on it's joe marino kyle krabs and chris schubert from the draft network and we are your hosts here on this monday episode of the show today's episode is brought to you by built bar go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on 20 and you'll get 20 percent off your next order kyle h to you happy mock draft monday uh, let's see what else today is March two weeks from tampering. Happy two week Eve of legal tampering window. Yeah. Um, happy T minus two months to draft. <laughs> the list can go on and on and on. Uh, however long we want it to there's March is a good month. Yeah. Things will be happening, but today what will be happening is like what you said. It's, it's time to get that March mock draft in on the show. Uh, I think your odds and I'm even. Wait, did yeah. I get that wrong? Okay, I no, got you're it. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Wow, Chris, Chris Huber Huber is very, very presumptive. presumptive because yeah. we're looking here at the Draft Network's uh, mock draft machine, and the first pick's already in. And last I checked, I was the GM, and I didn't turn the card in yet. So uh, I don't. I have a little sip here. I'm all over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, pick is it. Trevor Lawrence is going to remain the pick. There, Joe, there's no chance this becomes the Sam Darnold thing from 2018, right? Right? I don't know. Like the, the, the part that makes me cautious about saying, yeah, I absolutely agree. Is that Urban Meyer's making this decision? Yeah, it's a total wild card. Yeah, we don't know. We have no idea what this guy's capable of. Conventional wisdom says Trevor Lawrence should be yes. the pick at one. We choose to believe that. We <laughs> subscribe to Trevor Lawrence QB1. So, therefore, he is the pick for Jacksonville. All right, I'm up with the New York Jets, the New Jersey Jets. Excuse me. Sorry, Bills Mafia. Uh, the Jets are on the clock. I think they're going to pick Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU. They should take Justin Fields, but, you know, that's a, that's their choice. But I feel like the momentum right now really does reside with Wilson, and um, and he's a fun player. He, yeah, they need they need to give him some help in New York. You know, they're, they're going to have to find some receivers, running back, you know, some answers on the offensive line. But Zach Wilson coming in and running that uh, Mike LaFleur offense – I, I personally think it's a really good fit. Now find some playmakers and uh, you know reset at that position because I don't think continuing with Sam Darnold is best for Sam Darnold or the New York Jets. So Joe, I was down in um, Scottsdale this past weekend, and you really? know who li- you know who lives out in Scottsdale, or maybe uh, not Scottsdale, but the Greater Phoenix uh, area. I could I have lots of people I can say: Paige, Drake mm-hmm. Harris, mm-hmm. Chris Schubert, Chris Schubert, yes, uh, Steve Keim. Kyler Murray, probably. So Chris Schubert was the one I was going oh. for. So you got it pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we had a chance to watch a game of all 22 of both Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. And, and Chris, I'd like to bring you in here to just share whatever observations you had upon us studying each one of these players together along with Dre Harris and uh, everybody else who was in attendance that evening. 
the official statement is we are reevaluating our position of who QB2 is, and we okay. will get back to you at a later date. Okay. Hold, hold on. Shub, do you remember several years ago when I was at your apartment and we watched an all-22 game of Sam Darnold together after he was the pick of the New York Jets? And do you remember how you felt after that? Like I said, we are reevaluating our position of who QB2 <laughs> is for the New York Jets. Did he not like what he saw? Well, Brother, I had him on the ledge. I had him on the ledge. <laughs> I turned it real quick. He was all excited. Sam Darnold's a new quarterback for the Jets. We fired up the tape, and I'm like, brother, I don't know, man. You got some got some concerns here, and uh, here we are. Here we they are don't call the man hype train for nothing. <laughs> so the Dolphins are on the clock with the number three pick. Would anybody like to make a phone call? Yeah, every team should be wanting to make a phone call. Okay. The Eagles, the Panthers, the well, Broncos. You're, res- you're responsible for 6, 8, and 12. All right, let's be realistic here. What team do we think realistically is going to make this move? Is Philly going to do it? Philly, I think, would play defense to a certain degree. Um, Carolina is the team that we expect to be the most aggressive, right? Correct. I feel like we do this every damn time, but it just makes well, sense. No, I, I have Denver on hold. Oh, they're only one pick back, huh? Yeah. Tepper's not getting outbid by friggin' whoever the new shot caller in Denver is. George Patton. George Patton. So the Dolphins would like to field an offer if you will from Carolina Panthers. Sure. All right. And just know Denver's got the line tapped. So they're listening. Yeah. It's awkward. All right. Things always are. I want to offer you eight. 39. My 2022 first round pick. Go back to 2021. And 185. 185. Yeah, just another pick to sweeten the pot. Throw it. You, this is this is you're that fan right now who does the hypothetical trade packages and it's like we'll trade you Josh Norman as part of the deal. Like nobody cares about 185. Oh, Nobody's trading. I expect for a Josh draft Norman. analyst like Kyle Krabs to know the value of pick 185 and what that could turn into. I know the value of pick 185 and I know the value of top 100 picks. Now well, I'm not I've already I'm given not, you I'm, I'm not going to oh. ask for 73. But I would ask for 113 instead of 185. You're going to play hardball? See, if this wasn't the Dolphins, the you would have just went with the, it. The Denver Broncos are on the line. Wow. You're a punk is what I'd say about you. What about Philadelphia? Can, could Philadelphia beat this offer? Would Philadelphia equal this offer, do you think? I think that, and, and you can ultimately be the judge there, but I'm just kind of asking from the point of view of like, Philadelphia is can do the same thing to Carolina that Carolina's going to do to Denver right here and play defense with their trade offer. If I offer you they 113, can I get 208 back and this is done? Yeah, I can send you that back. Jeez. You're but welcome, what, Carolina. But would Philadelphia – do you think Philadelphia would play defense on that? Would Philadelphia give up their one, two? I don't think they have a four. A day three pick and next year's one. Could you see them doing that for a quarterback after everything that they've gone through for changes on personnel? 
I feel, yeah, I think they could. I think it's well within their wheelhouse. But I think they're less likely to do it with a new coaching staff in place with kind of, I think they probably want to give the season to Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't feel that way, but I feel like they could. Or the messaging from Carolina has been, we got to get a quarterback. All right. Well, I'm ready to accept this offer then. All right. Let's do it. Carolina. So do I make the pick now for Carolina? Yes. You'll, you'll keep the Panthers pick. Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. Lock it in. Yeah, man. I love this. I love this so much. All right, Carolina. My wife's happy. I'm happy. There's a fun quarterback to watch in town now. It's good. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Yeah, the football season might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL seasons are in full swing. And betonline.ag even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline also has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website betonline.ag and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, betonline.ag for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, what I don't envy, Joe, is you also get the pick for the Falcons because you're evens. So, oh, man. you going to make it four for four? I have, have such- Lawrence Wilson Fields off the board in the first three picks. I have such a personal dilemma here because I think Penny Sewell's the best player on the board. Mm hmm. I recognize that Kyle Pitts is a rare talent. Mm-hmm. I also recognize that they're not getting Trey Lance where he's appropriately valued, right? Mm-hmm. Trey Lance should not be a top five pick. He shouldn't. He's probably going to be a top 10 pick. So if Atlanta wants Trey Lance, they got to do it right now. Correct. And but if me, you want if you want Penny Sewell, you got to do it right now too because Cincinnati's yeah, in five. Yeah, left tackle. I I I can't. And the fits the fit is too perfect in my mind. I think if Trey Lance is going to find an optimal scenario, it's with Arthur Smith in Atlanta, play action heavy offense. You know they're going to prioritize the run game. I think this is the right place for him to go. So pull the trigger. Trey Lance, quarterback, Atlanta Falcons, number four overall. Oh, it feels good to be back on the board. <laughs> yeah. Cincinnati Bengals at five. And Joe left Penny Sewell in my lap. We just took all the quarterbacks and ran them off off the top. And now we got the rest of the draft. The real draft can start now with those quarterbacks out of the way. Cincinnati is going to draft Penny Sewell. Uh, it is whoever they deem to be the best offensive lineman in this draft is who they should be drafting. Uh, I don't think the outcome that we have right now is super unlikely uh, where we see four quarterbacks run off the board at the top of the draft. Um, we kind of get into that mentality every year, but this year, just based on knowing th- that there's demand with Denver and San Francisco and Washington and Chicago still these teams that all you know are interested in upgrading a quarterback and getting franchise quarterbacks to have 
three quarterback or two hungry quarterback hungry teams, a super aggressive quarterback hungry team in the top four or in the top eight that you can get a move up. I don't think this is super unlikely for Cincinnati to say, hey, just take the quarterbacks out of the equation. Who's the best player in the draft? You're going to get that guy. And I think it's Penny Sewell. Hell of a pick. Hell of a pick. I'm up with the Philadelphia Eagles, Kyle. I'm fascinated here because you can now you can go you could go three different ways. I think. I'm, going, I'm going one way, and it's the one way that I know Philadelphia Eagles fans are happy. Marchese, wide receiver LSU. I don't know what else to give these people that makes them happy, so I'm giving them Marchese, and they can take a wide receiver for consecutive years in the first round. Enjoy. Hope he's good. So you weren't no consideration for Kyle Pitts. Obviously, it's done now, so it's not going to happen. But no, no I, I mean for Kyle Pitts. I think they still. I mean, they still have Dallas Goder in the building, and I mean, I think they will get tight ends heavily involved. They did in Indy, right? Like that, that was a big part of what they did with the Colts. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like, I feel like they're going to need that outside guy. They can get a different tight end because they still have that feature guy in Goder in place. Okay. Respect it. It's not a bad draft class this year for tight ends. Get Tommy Tremble or something like that. And I just did, I literally um, us doing this mock draft interrupted my Pat Fryermuth evaluation. So oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm working on Christian Barmore this morning. Oh, a little frustrating, right? But you can see yeah, the talents there. Man, yeah. he's got some crazy flexibility. Yeah, he's right. got some really good upper body strength to to punch too, but it's like gotta keep it. Got to keep that motor running hot, and you got to do yep. it play after play after play. Yep. Okay, so we're doing a whole different show here. <laughs> uh, Detroit Lions at number seven are on the board. And for me, this comes down to which wide receiver. Of course, they've been tied to wide receiver a ton because they don't have anybody under contract. And whether they give Kenny Galladay the franchise tag or they try to bring back Marvin Wilson or Marvin Jones. Now I'm, I got defensive linemen on the line, <laughs> Marvin Wilson. Uh, you desperately need wide receivers and pass catchers on this roster. And the beauty of where Detroit currently sits and what the draft board looks like is the best players available in our opinions are pass catchers. So that's a, that's a dub. Uh, You can make a case for Kyle Pitts and just say, Hey, we're going to worry about the, the fine print later. You know, Detroit, all of a sudden, with Dan Campbell, maybe they are a great candidate to run a bunch of 12 personnel and have Hawkinson and Pitts on the field at the same time. I don't think – has anybody talked about that as a possibility? I don't feel like I've seen that, so. Now, it's total overkill to spend two top 10 picks on tight ends, so that's probably why nobody's talked about it, because Hawkinson was was a top 10 pick just two years ago. Um I think I'm going to go with – get a coin. Do you have a coin? <laughs> uh, Waddle and, and Smith. I have a, 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 a sticky pad, one with notes on it, and the other is the backside. Oh, great. I'm going to say that the, the notes are Devontae Smith, okay. if that side is up, and the bottom side is Jalen Waddle. Okay, here it is. Just toss it. All right, it's notes side up. There you go. So Devontae Smith, the pick for Detroit. Um, Pro-ready receiver. And I think that's – you want to make the case and you want to sell it. And you say, here's the production. We skied him in some looks at college. Um, But this is a a player with his route technician skills 
uh, that you know is going to be able to come in and contribute right away. And, and while Jalen Waddle does have the better physical tools, um, I think Detroit, you could cut it either way. And I had no firm conviction, which is why I ultimately uh, left it to chance and the football gods or the, the sticky pad gods decided <laughs> instead of me. Are you, you making this Dolphins pick? I am making yeah. this Dolphins pick. It's a really uh, so good chance. I think, Kyle, what you got to do here is is find that Matt Hack replacement. You know, mm-hmm. you can't pay him. You just paid the kicker. You know, you're done. Yeah. You're done. It was going to be whatever Alabama receiver was left on the board. <laughs> so, Jalen Waddle, uh, explosive speed. Uh, we talked about how Devontae Smith is a little bit more of a route technician. Jalen Waddle uh, is a little bit more explosive, he's a little bit more dynamic. He can win in all levels of the field. Uh, Miami fans, this this is an ideal scenario to walk with an extra one next year and one of the big three wide receivers. Uh, he adds an element to this offense that only really Jakeem Grant could bring, and he is exponentially better as a receiver in catching the ball and ball skills than what Jakeem Grant is. So that's a dub for the Dolphins. So Miami turn pick number three into Jalen Waddle, an extra second-round pick. An extra fourth round pick and a one next year. Correct. Yeah. Well, to be fair, they did give up two oh five. Yeah. Can't draft analyst like yourself knows the value. I do pick two oh five. I do. Just I like do. I don't know the value pick one eighty five. <laughs> um, so Broncos on the board. All right, I'm up here. No, uh, no. No, nope, nope. I'm not. Geez, what is this? The Kyle Hour here? <laughs> well, it's because it's because you did the same thing early on. This is what happens <laughs> when we do the trades and we keep the, the teams locked. Right, I'll make George. it. I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it quick. The best corner available to the Denver Broncos. They they missed the quarterback run, and the best corner available for our money, Joe at TDN, is Caleb Farley of Virginia Tech. Uh, he redshirted. Redshirted. 2020 sat out, uh, but he was another one of the players this past weekend that, you know, Paige was like, you guys have this crazy high rating on Caleb Farley. We got to watch some Caleb Farley. So we put Caleb Farley on me and Dre are watching Caleb Farley. The Miami game. Holy <laughs> cow. Yeah. Holy cow. Y'all be on the floor the whole damn time. So if you want to know what Caleb Farley's capable of, turn on. Virginia Tech, Miami, 2019, and just watch Farley Cook. He had one bad play the entire game. Got a little nosy. Got beat over the top on a corner route. But I think he had two interceptions, and I think he had three or four passes defensed in that football game. He was astounding in that football game. Best corner available, Caleb Farley. Denver Broncos. All right, I got the Dallas Cowboys at number 10. They got to go defense, right? They can't. They can't fart around mm-hmm. here and do anything else. I don't think they can go linebacker again as much as I think Micah Parsons is worth the pick. I don't know that a pass rusher, defensive lineman at all, is worth this pick. So let's go with what I think is one of the highest floor picks in the draft. That's Patrick Sertain, the second cornerback from Alabama. It's a start. It's a start to fix in this secondary, and I think what you get is a really sound player across the board, really, really good in press man coverage, stays leveraged. I think he has good ball skills. He'll make the run defense better with his willingness to come up and tackle and, and fill. 
the D gap. Um, I just, I think he's, I think he's the total package minus you maybe wish he had a little bit more twitch and athleticism, but from a technique and polish and just anticipation perspective, physicality, you get everything you're looking for in a top corner. So Patrick Sertain will help this Dallas team match up with other teams, number one receivers. If you've listened to the Draft Dudes for any amount of time, you know just how much we love ourselves, some Built Bar. The new and improved Built Bar formula makes what was already the best protein bar on the market even more delicious than ever before. And best of all, the 18 flavors that Built Bar provides, whether it's caramel brownie, carrot cake, banana bread, mint brownie, orange, toffee, almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, German chocolate, cookies and cream, you name it. They are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. But just importantly, Bilt Bars aren't just good to taste, they're good for you. Between 130 and 200 calories per bar, up to 20 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar per bar. So whether you're looking for something that's keto-friendly, you're looking for a healthy snack, something post-workout, something to start your day, Built Bar can be that for you. And when you visit BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20, you will get 20% off your next order. So use promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Quite the gift for the New York Giants. Yeah. Kyle Pitts is still on the board. So this is a best player available situation. You know, you can get into positional value semantics all you want. I think Pitts trumps them a little bit. Um, and had Detroit not had the dynamic of already drafting a top 10 tight end, they'd have been the pick, or Pitts would have been the pick there at seven for me personally. So uh, this is a player, 6'5", 255, 260, who's reportedly going to run in the four fives and has a phenomenal catch radius and is a total freak of nature that's a mismatch nightmare, whether he's drawing safeties or linebackers in coverage. Linebackers can't run with him. Safeties are too small to cover him. He's a, a competent blocker. Um, I think his value is not going to lie with playing with his hand in the dirt, but that's not to say he's, he doesn't have the right attitude and he's not big enough to at least be able to provide you with some semblance of value in that capacity in his game. So I know there's, uh, I graded him as a wide receiver because it accentuated his strengths more. Uh, I think he's an offensive weapon and, and the giants have to be thrilled to find him on the board here at 11, especially with Evan Ingram heading into a contract year. So there's a clear vision and role for this kind of player because they've have, that kind of tight end already on the roster who's getting ready to transition and potentially go to a different team. I got the San Francisco 49ers to pick t- uh, pick number 12, excuse me. Good luck. They have options. They have options, I'll say that. Is it the op- are, are the fans going to be happy with the options, though? Well, I'm not giving them Mac Jones, but would somebody Chris like to trade it. up? Chris for- desperately wants it. Do the Patriots want to come get their guy? I'll take that as a no. No. <laughs> I don't got to worry about the Minnesota Vikings or the uh, Washington Los Angeles. Up. Washington, Chicago. Mm. Mm. Is San Francisco interested in trading down? Yeah, we sure are. 
Is Chicago interested in trading up? I need to know who my competition is. Um, Chicago is not interested in trading up. Really? No, but Washington should be. I'm thinking Washington, New England. I bet you are, considering you're the owner of this pick. Well, we're we're happy to sit here and pick a player. All right, we know so who we want. Chris, can you pull up New England for me? Yeah, let's do a little business here, Joe. I'm going to start with the team that's earlier up, and I'm going to make my best offer. Let's see what you think. So if I'm the New England Patriots, I'm willing to offer you. Thank goodness they made the change that allows you to trade compensatory picks now because this is going to allow the Patriots to have the ammunition to try to swing a deal here. Uh, I would offer 15. My compensatory pick at 96. And 138 for 12. Take that. Done. Lock it in. Oh, no. Do the football gods have different plans for us, Joe? The draft simulator just declined the deal, despite the fact that it was listed as likely on the probability bar. Um, Uncharted waters here on the show. What what, I, are, what are you as the, the GM going to like to do? Tweeting it with, like, 197 or, yeah, 197. Damn it, we want sure. 197. Okay, if you're going to pound the table for 197, I'll, I'll yeah. let it happen. Top 200 selection, you know. I know the value of a top 200 pick. Damn right you do. Damn right, right you so, do. So the Patriots give up a three and a four and a late six <laughs> to move up three spots for a quarterback. That's good value. I like that. So Mac Jones, the hype. You know, Chris, I'm surprised this isn't your guy because the hype train on uh, Mac Jones ha- has left the station and they call you hype train. So. Where are you at on Mac Jones, Chris? The hype train is reserved for good quarterbacks. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Okay. So uh, Mac Jones, uh, his appeal is his leadership, his football character. Uh, he ran a very wide open offense at a very high degree. So his efficiency as a passer, uh, his intelligence, he's not a great athlete. I don't think he has a great arm, uh, but he seems to have all the intangibles boxes checked. And uh, anybody who's willing to talk in the draft industry sure seems to love themselves some Mac Jones. So it seems like, Joe, much like you talked about the tea leaves with Zach Wilson at two, uh, the tea leaves really seem to be indicating that Mac Jones is going to get a little bit of love here and, and not be on the board too long. Uh, so Mac Jones to give up just a three and a four and a six to move up and get one. Um, remember Tampa traded with San Francisco last year in a pick flip and the price was a four. So to trade a late three, a compensatory three, a four and a six for the surcharge on a quarterback to flip three spots in the same area of the draft, I feel like is appropriate value. So I'm going to do it. All right, I think you're back up with. Uh, oh Christ, Chargers. I or am. Charges. Go charges, go. Uh, Rayshon, yeah. there's three really good offensive linemen on the board. 
at the top of the draft board. Rayshon Slater, Sam Cosme, and Christian Darisol. I don't think we've ever gotten to this point in the mock with Slater on the board, have we? No, but I think there's going to be a run on offensive linemen here for sure. Yeah. Up with these picks. The next. <laughs> maybe four. Uh, a lot. Yeah. yeah. So where I'm stuck with the Chargers is, is Slater going to be a left tackle for them? Does it matter? You know what I mean? Um, He could be. I mean, Darisaw is the cleaner left tackle, but Slater, I mean, worst case scenario, you know Slater is going to be a plus starter on the inside. Right. I'll just take the better player and give me Slater. I'm more likely for the Chargers to take Cosme than Darisaw, but give me Slater as the best offensive lineman available. They need their, I mean, you're, you're looking at them on the simulator. Their top needs are offensive tackle and interior offensive lineman. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to take the guy I know is going to check at least one of those boxes. Give me Slater, Chris. Yeah, figure out your best five. Right. All right, Minnesota Vikings pick number 14 overall. I always feel so New tempted. Man on the Minnesota Vikings. Thank you. We can officially talk about the Vikings. Now. Yeah, we can. I can go three different directions here. I can go Elijah Vera Tucker. I can go Christian Darisaw. I could go Sam Cosme. I could go Quiddy Pay. <sighs> oh, this is tough. I think they have a greater need on the interior offensive line. And I I'm agree. not I'm not blinking at Elijah Vera Tucker, like because I think he's gonna be the pick, Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. I think he is one of the best five offensive linemen in this draft for sure. And um, I think he's such a clean fit for this offense at left guard. And they, they've been, man, they've been struggling at that spot. Yeah, that's been, that's been a sore spot. And it's funny. They always seem to draft like players for other positions and they end up not filling the position that they're originally drafted for. Right. But it's like no matter what, left guard is still. It was like Elfline was going to be center and then he moved to guard and he was bad, bad there. So they moved on from him. But like they kind of play this musical chairs because everybody's just, you got to be athletes to play in the zone. Yeah. Zone rushing attack. So I'm back with the 49ers. You are. Let's, and, then uh, you, and then you finish with Arizona. So it's the oh, Joe show. Oh, it's the Joe show here. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's let's shake things up here. Let's do this will be different than normal. For the 49ers to pick number 15. I think they can wait on some offensive linemen. We've got plenty of draft capital. You just teased us as a run and now you're not going to go there. Yeah, so that's why I'm going to shake it up here. We're going to go with cornerback JC Horn from South Carolina. Oh. Uh, Verrett's a free agent, Sherman's a free agent. I mean, you got to have cornerbacks, man. And, and so JC Horn press coverage zone, I think he's a good fit for San Francisco, and they need to retool that position. What and, a nightmare scenario for Arizona. Somewhere Von, Vontel is pissed right now because Vera Tucker and J.C. Horner like two of his guys for that pick. Yeah. Well, Poor Vontel. We're thinking of you, buddy. <laughs> 
Shuby, would you like to? Shuby's like plugged in with Arizona. He's been, I mean, you've hosted Arizona sports radio. You, you mm-hmm. cover the team. Can, am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed to give the rights to making this pick to Chris Schubert? That way people can be mad at him instead of me. Uncharted waters. I would like to hear Chris's pitch for how he'd like to use the pick. Well, I, I appreciate you giving me the pick when the two guys I would have taken are off the board. Like, thanks, Joe. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being like, here, here you go. And I, and I well, have to make a decision. Chris, can can I interject and just say this is content we're going to be doing in the coming weeks and months? This is true. Doomsday scenarios for teams. This is a preview, a precursor to Arizona's doomsday scenario. So, Chris, uh, the floor is yours on your thoughts. I think once you take J.C. Horn off the board and then there's no corners left, I I think immediately ETN shoots to the top of a board that Arizona is going to have. I think he just does. They could use offensive line help. It makes me think Darasar could be an option here. But I I think Steve Keim, looking at what this team needs with J.C. Horn off the board, I think he goes Travis ETN. Any consideration to a pass rusher? Chandler Jones, you're you're older. I don't know if Hassan Reddick is going to be back. They're going to have to put the franchise tag on him. Uh, I kind of want to consider a little bit more now. Yeah, see, so let's let's we're in the maze together. How do we get the cheese? You know, we got to work together and find a resolution here. And I would hate for you to make your first pick on the show in a mock draft and just get. Arizona fans all riled up. So why don't you pull the edge glass up? Let's see who they got at the edge. Cardinals fans, are they against the ETN idea? They should be, but I'm just wondering if they are. Um, Yes and no. I mean, they should be because this team has so many other needs that they need to address before they address a running back. But I think they like the idea of Travis ETN and Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Yes, they should. And they're blinded by that, I think, uh, a little bit. So here's the edge class. I pulled it up for you, Kyle. So Quiddy Pay, Jalen Phillips, Aziz Oshilari, Gregory Rousseau, Jason Owe are the top names on the list. Joe, any stand out to you for Arizona? Oh, Pay. I really like Pay. I, yeah. I think um I think he's got the, the close to the best tools in the class. Uh really fluid mobility, great power. Just has to like continue to hone in on his craft after converting to running back. I, but I mean, he'd be well worth the pick here. I don't know that he gets past. Well, the Raiders at 17, will have a couple of different options. They'll be happy with. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. But. So Chris, the, uh, the pick is yours. It is. It is. And you know what? We're not going ETN. Fontel, this is for you. I'm not going ETN. I'm going to get this defense some help. Hassan Reddick was a good pass rusher, even with Chandler Jones out, but they need more. They need more tools for Vance Joseph. Give me quitty pay. Let's go. There you go. So that's going to do it for the first half of the March predictive draft dudes. Uh, some familiar outcomes. The quarterbacks go early. Penny sold to the Bengals. Some new outcomes. Patriots trading up for Mac Jones to 12. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker jumping into the action in the top half of the round. And and J.C. Horn also being off the board before the Cardinals pick at 16. So uh, best players available on the predictive draft board. Not our draft rankings, but the predictive rankings is trying to 
come up with simulations that we think are best going to be reflective of what actually happens. Our offensive tackle, Sam Cosme, uh, who now that the Chargers have passed him over, might not be so high on this list of, of uh, predictive best availables. Linebacker Micah Parsons, offensive tackle Christian Darisol, running back Najee Harris, linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, running back Travis Etienne, offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins, who Joe oozed over this weekend, uh, Jalen Phillips, edge from Miami, who we need to talk about in a deep dive here in the near future, and Rashad Bateman, who went out and ran a freaking Four three nine laser time at Exos this weekend, Joe. Never a doubt. Never a doubt in my mind he could do that. A blazing time. <laughs> I wonder when Terrace Marshall's going to run. Do I, what do I owe you for this? Going <laughs> 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 to go ahead and send it. Uh, no, we'll find out. We'll okay. find out what he runs. You never know because uh, I saw. Uh, Tylen Wallace ran sub four four. Yeah, I think everyone's running sub. Everybody's four, four running four fours and thirty eight inch verts. So there you go. I guess we'll see what the numbers come back and say. But you guys got to come back tomorrow for the second half of this March predictive mock draft here on Draft Dudes. Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert, Joe Marino. Thanks as always for listening. Hope to see you on the live stream tonight. YouTube seven thirty p.m. The Draft Network. Come party.